It's Sergio Brown from the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're listening to the Gridiron Show. Now give me two <laughs> claps in the Ric Flair. show and we all thought that there's no way that week six can live up to the quality of week five and it did it was an incredible week of football we've got so much to talk about we're a day late doing the podcast so we thought that we'd hand it over to you the fans it's the first edition of call the gridiron show all coming up later on today's show ollie's in the studio with me i'm very excited this is the gridiron show in association with sports travel tours I really like the bit in the music where it goes. <laughs> yeah, that bit. Uh, welcome to the Gridiron Show. Happy birthday, Will. Thank you, buddy. It was my birthday yesterday. I turned 31 years young. Uh, really? Yeah. Is that, why is that a surprise to you? No, just thought, no, no fine. No, nothing. Did you think that because I'm so much more mature than you, I must be older than you? Yep. Yeah, not. Well, not I didn't think games. you were older than me. I thought you'd be about. Coming up to my age. I mean, I, as the people don't know at home, you're about 52? 33. The people... <laughs> you're only two years older than me. This is, this is a ludicrous conversation. I'm not sure why we're having it. Really is. Uh, welcome to the Grind Show in association with Sports Travel Tours. And as we said, today, it is Wembley week as well. We've got to mention that in the intro. Uh, the Jags and the Bills we're playing this weekend, a 1.30 kickoff at Wembley. We'll be previewing that later in the week with some interviews from training, etc. Basically because me and Ollie couldn't be bothered to go today because we're both on night shifts and very tired. Um... So we'll have all that coming up as well. But in today's show, uh, once we've rattled through a little bit of news and nonsense, we're going to hand over to you. We're doing our first ever edition of Call the Gridiron Show. If you ever heard it on uh, Tuesday Morning Football, call TMF as it was then. It's now called TGS. And we're going to be speaking with five, six, seven, eight fans, however many call in, about what you want to talk about. So all of that is coming up very soon. I love a good phone-in. You do love a good phone-in. I, I wonder what industry or, or type of work you actually... Uh, do work in. Yeah, well. Phone in radio. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sat in the most ridiculous tiny little chair in the studio. Uh, it is... <laughs> Why are you sending me photos on Facebook whilst we're... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I really do look like I'm in a little wheelchair, don't I? Yeah. Uh, this is an unattractive look. Feel free to tweet that out from, from your personal account, ideally, at Ollie Hunter, not from the Gridiron, uh, at Gridiron on Twitter. You can follow us there and go to gridiron-magazine.com and you can check out how you did on your pics there uh, and uh, everything else. And, in fact, I'm going to have oh, a Oh, I don't know how I did, and actually. see how we did on the old pics this week. I, I have a feeling I did badly again. Big congratulations to Abbo, who won the Predictor League this week with a massive 12 correct choices. And that's, is that a full? No, it's not a full house. It's 14 games, wasn't it? Four teams on a bye week, but 12 out of 14, pretty good. Oh, look who sat in there at joint second, Mr. Will Gavin, with 11 points. Pretty pleased with myself this week. Changed a couple of picks on Sunday due to injuries, etc. Uh, I, I went for the Eagles, even though I said if Odo Beckham played, I'd go for the Giants. First drive, I genuinely thought that uh, the Giants were going to do something interesting. And in fact, as far as Monday Night Football goes in general, we probably should be doing a full review of that game. But Ollie, did you watch Monday Night Football? No. Well, I did. 
How was it? Terrible. Were there any talking points? Absolutely the worst primetime game of the year so far. DeMarco Murray Murray is one small talking point, ran for 109 yards and a touchdown. Nolan Carroll returned one of Eli Manning's two interceptions for a score and the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Giants 27-7 last night. Uh, Basically, it wasn't a very good game. Lots of turnovers, lots of three and outs, lots of punting, just all in all a pretty bad game of football. The only thing really to talk about from it was the phenomenal final trailer for star wars the force awakens i've seen it on facebook incredible i i watched it live because on game pass they show the adverts obviously so i watched it live on game pass then went onto the star wars youtube uploaded it about three minutes later and i reckon i watched it in the second half another four times just because the quality of play was so poor (laughs) that it just gave me an opportunity to keep watching the trailer i bought tickets to go on opening day yesterday i'm (sighs) so excited did you like me as soon as you saw han solo like do a little fist pump well he'd already been in one of the other trailers i know so but I, even so but what about liked, when you saw chewy see i i liked this one because it was your cousin it actually <laughs> 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 uh, because basically uh, <laughs> i don't even know what's happening now uh, i i like that it gave you a bit more backstory you saw a bit a bit more of the characters but it still held about i mean the star wars marketing team have done an incredible job of getting me incredibly excited for this film considering how bad the other ones were and not only that but my presenter on lbc steve allen the guy who i produced in the early mornings uh, bought me the blu-ray box set of the original uh, well of all the six films that have existed so far with all the specials and everything so at some point in the next two months we're going to do uh, a whole day of watching all the star wars on blu-ray that's incredible a few things from that that's incredible two why do my presenters never buy me anything and three that's incredible I- i'm sorry who said you were invited oh as we know, you don't get invited to things, Ollie. Yeah, you're, you're very right. I really <laughs> it, don't. Uh, it was, I should also mention that, it was James Dixon's wedding this weekend. So it's been Who? my birthday. James, <laughs> quite. <laughs> James Dixon's wedding, which was lovely. I had a great time. Thank you for inviting me. If you're listening, he's definitely not listening. And why are you crossing your fingers? Uh, <laughs> 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 very good. Look, Ollie, is there anything other than Star Wars that we want to talk about before we start taking some callers and talking about the weekend games and their views on it and everything else? I went to... Uh, Honest Burger today in Brixton. Lovely burgers. Uh, they don't provide you with a fork. Fine, whatever. Um, but I got a Coke and they put a straw in it and it blew my mind. A, a, a straw in a can, you mean? Yeah. Did they do, did they put the uh, ring pull over the hole and then put the straw through the ring pull? They did! <laughs> Ollie, I've never seen a man so excited <laughs> it about was, honestly, such it, a basic function. It was so, so good. I mean, I've, I didn't know that, that that was even a thing that people do. Well, it is, and uh, I'm really glad that you find that quite so incredible. Look, You've actually taken a photo of it. Please tell me you put that on Instagram or Facebook. Or uh, it's going on Instagram later on today. Ollie, I do notice there are two cans of Coke there. Yes. The burgers were good. How was the company? The company was lovely. Yeah. Good. Delightful. Anything, anything more you want to tell us about that? Deliciosa. <laughs> I, I won't pry any further. That was the I food. Really <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to get in trouble with Ollie if I push any further on that. Uh, because uh, maybe the person who had some company with might be listening. Who knows? Uh, right. She's a bit of a stalker. Let's <laughs> she doesn't even like football. Wow. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> I didn't even say it was a lady. Uh, right. Let's She's get, a Seahawks fan as well. She get, definitely doesn't like football. Oi, stop it. Let's get on and speak. I thought that was quite good. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. There was actually, it's the exact same joke I made on 
Twitter today when we asked for people if they wanted to be on the show. Somebody did get in touch and say, oh, I'm up for it, but I, I'm not that knowledgeable on the game. And I went, clearly, you're a Seahawks fan. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> we'll talk all about that in a little while. Let's get our first caller up. Who's this? Hello. Hello, is that Niall? It is, yeah. Is it Niall or is it Neil? Niall. Good, great stuff. Uh, Will here, Ollie is here as well. Sorry, how's it spelt? If it's spelled uh, spell N-I-A-double-L, then it would yeah. definitely be Niall and right, never mate. Neil. Yeah, all right. Who's <laughs> called Neil? Some people pronounce their names in silly ways. Not if it's spelt <laughs> and pronounced Niall. Oh, God, this... Leave me alone. <laughs> Seriously. I still feel Sorry like... about this, Niall. Is it Neil? No, You're a disgrace. No uh, Niall, you are the first <laughs> caller on... Well, I say caller. We are calling out because we're... Not stingy. Uh, on call TGS, uh, how are you doing today, sir? Tell the listeners a bit about you and who you support. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too bad. I'm uh, just just overworked. Uh, yeah, a bit. Uh, I'm a Jags fan, so I'm a bit. Uh, Somebody has to be. Moment. Yeah, str- struggling at the moment. I, I did grow up a, a Giants fan, but I start over the last couple of years. I started really following uh, the Jags because their commitment to the UK. But we found one. Amazing! That that is incredible news. I've been, well, we, me and Ollie have been banging the drum for the idea that actually, if a team commits to the UK, people will convert teams because they think that they've bought into a team, but really, it's not their local side. They're not watching them live. That's amazing, Niall. You're my new favourite person. I tell you what, Niall, you get in touch with, with NFL UK, they will love you. Yeah, you're exa- yeah, you're right up their street. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've done a couple of things with uh, sort of met with them last year when they did the open training. Uh, I can't get down on Friday due to work, but they've got loads of stuff going on, and I just thought sort of getting into sort of their commitment here. But it's uh, I'm a bit sort of uh, struggling at the moment, really, because the team just seems to be. I don't know if you guys have seen Jag's Twitter at all. It's an absolute meltdown. Everyone just seems down on uh, on on Bradley, and it's I don't know. I'm just struggling because. Yeah, I mean, it was every week. It was a crazy, crazy game. I mean, they're going to be coming in. So they're obviously, in fact, this is an excuse to have our first of the week. Uh, London Watch, yes, uh, playing the uh, Bills this weekend, uh, obviously. But uh, we thought they might, for the first time ever, going into that fourth quarter, come into London off the back of having two wins on their season. And genuinely, I'm more excited about this team than I have been in recent years. Blake Bortles, I think, is a genuine quality starting NFL quarterback he's looked he's good not. he's looked good through the last uh, three or four games great weapons there Alan Robinson Alan Hearns I think Julius Thomas has looked good since coming back from the injury but I just I don't get it they seem to have this mentality uh, if anyone hasn't seen the games from the weekend they obviously led in the fourth quarter against the Texans gave up was it 21 fourth quarter points uh, yeah. and ended up losing the game 31 to 20 at home against a bad Texans team and why do you think they're just not able to finish these games off? I think, uh, like you say, offensively, we look really, really good. I w- this is probably where I'd expect Bortles to be at now. But he's kind of got that. Uh, I just think the the irony is really with uh, Bradley. He's a defensive, came in defensive gear. I think all that he did at Seattle was sort of heaped on him. But at the moment, we can't seem to defend much. We've had a bit of luck going into the last uh couple of games where divisional games you know we we should have beaten the titans uh but then we had hasselback uh playing a quarterback against us instead of andrew luck and we still you know we still didn't win and then we're allowing cecil shorts to look at look like a superstar and you know at times <laughs> last sunday and it's it's just how it's 
I think, you know, he's kind of offensively, we've become a little bit sort of better to watch. We're getting points on the board, but just sort of, we're just falling apart defensively. We have had injuries, but it's it's one of those you can't sort of take the injuries. You know, injuries happen, players will fall down. So what happened to Fowler was really sort of probably the, the unluckiest injury that's probably happened coming out of a draft ever, but that's you just got to look at look at it sort of you know Chris uh, Chris Clemens just isn't anywhere near you know he's he is a veteran but he's just not performing it's just struggling all around defensively we're just giving up so much. It, honestly, so it, 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 genuinely, points, really. it, it genuinely stuns me because I think we really thought that uh, Gus Bradley, uh, the, the kind of once he had a chance and managed to bring in his own players and could start to put into place that great defence that he had in Seattle, that really that would be the side of the ball where you guys would have strength. And he did spend high draft picks in that position. He did go out and get free agents on that side of the ball. And, and I think uh, between him and Dave Caldwell, we've spent a lot of time in the last few years making excuses for them. And for good reasons, they inherited a terrible team. But I think, yeah. do, do you think you're at the point now, how many wins do you think you'd need to get for Gus Bradley to not lose his job this coming summer? I, I, I've got a feeling that he'll go if we lose on, if we were to suffer a bad defeat on Sunday, I think he will sort of get back, and that would be it. The London with curse. The bye week, and uh, I think you know we should be having a three and three record at the very least coming here, if not a winning record, arguably. But we're just kind of I. He's got to break. I thought this season he's got to break even, but I can't see how we're going to get seven more wins. To be honest, so I think that's gone already. The most he's had is four wins, and we've kind of we could even be stepping back. He started with four and twelve. Three and thirteen last year. We could be even stepping back this year. It's well, I it think, is. You know, it is. As, um, it goes. No, it is. You know, there's only so long that you can keep a, a coach, a, a coach there who's carrying on with terrible, terrible uh, seasons. Joe Philbin's yeah. available, so that is something. <laughs> uh, Niall, before we let you go, um, I'm going to ask this of everyone: uh, Are you going on Saturday or Sunday? Sorry. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And who's your next jersey? What jersey you're going to get next? Uh, I was probably looking at. Uh, I do like the uh, the road jersey for the Jags. So probably Bortles on there. Bortles no, road jersey. Good. I disagree. You should be going Robinson. But hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> Niall, pleasure to chat with you, sir. Is uh, do you want to plug your Twitter? Tell people where they can follow you if they want to hear from a pessimistic Jags fan. Yeah, I'm just on just on Niall Owens uh, eighty nine. That's me. How do you spell Niall? Will <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> Good man. Thank you very much for joining us, Niall. No worries. Uh, Cheers. Great. That was Niall Owens joining us on the phone. And l- listen, let me just tell you a bit about Bortles. Already has more touchdown passes in six games than he had in the entirety of his rookie season. He uh, through six games as well this season. He's got he's had less interceptions. Uh, on a per game, I think it was something like he had more interceptions per game than he's had this year interceptions through the whole season. So he is looking much, much better. He's on pace for 4,350 yards, 35 touchdowns, 19 interceptions on a Jaguars offense that's moving the ball more efficiently than they have since, I mean, 2007 at a realistic steep, but even going back right to those playoff runs they had. I like their offense. I just think their defense is... Uh, is ruining it a little bit for them. Yeah, the defence sucks. They really need uh, TJ Yeldon back. You can't rely on Toby Gerhardt. I mean, come on. <laughs> and uh, Denard Robinson. OK, Denard looked all right a couple of times last year, but not having it. Who's right. next? Uh, let's move on to our next caller. Hello, Tony speaking. 
Hello, Tony. Will and Ollie at a Gridiron Show. I nearly said the wrong show name then. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well indeed. So, Tony, you, we've talked about Tony uh, often tweets us questions. Big T as he is on Twitter. We're a big fan of his online. Tony, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, who you support, and what you want to talk to us about today. Um, I'm Tony. I'm from Wales and Cardiff. Well, in Cardiff and Wales, even. That's probably the better way around. <laughs> um, I support the Patriots, as um, Ollie well knows, after seeing me at... Uh, at the Super Bowl night last um, for Super Bowl Forty Nine. Yeah, I was going to say, big f- I was going to say, we're a big fan of you online, but I'm a big fan of you in real life because to that thing, you. Uh, you brought a deflated football. It was very, very funny. Excellent, excellent. Loved that. Well, at that point, I didn't realise it was going to take up six, eight months of my life of so just reading court reports <laughs> and stuff like that to try and to try and um, try and get rid of other people's abuse. I even got abused in Lisbon wearing a Gronkowski top. Amazing. No, so do you think, right, a big uh, big win over the course of the weekend, not the size of the win that we were necessarily expecting on the podcast, but 34-27 doesn't really tell the story. I think the Patriots dominated much more so than that, especially in the second half. If it wasn't for the uh, pick that was really a drop-off of Edelman's hands, you would they would have gone in at half-time at a much bigger lead anyway. Patriots did the classic thing of coming out first drive, scoring on that first drive out, and really putting the final nail in the coffin. Is that the... now? Can we stop talking about deflate gate, or do you think this is going to be one of those things that if the Patriots go on the run to the Super Bowl, it's all still we're going to be talking about? I, I imagine it's just what people will want to talk about just because it's a controversial story that gets people reading stuff. I imagine you guys know working in the, in the media that it's all about clicks. Um, really, I, I've been quite disappointed with the AFC East this year. Um, Going into it, I thought we might get three teams coming out of the division um, with the Patriots winning the division because I'm blindly going to follow them. Yeah, of and course. then the Bills, and then the Bills and the Dolphins getting out. But um, Dolphins have been horrendous, and I can't seem to do it any better than four and twelve looking at their schedule today. Um, Bills will probably finish eight and eight because, as a friend of ours, Neil Dutton says, they can't seem to win on uh, on. Odd weeks. Phenomenal, phenomenal stat from Matt Sherry in his column on gridiron-magazine.com this week, which was uh, coming out of wins over the last three seasons, Rex Ryan is 2-17. and 17. Out of the bye. Wow. And no, out of wins. Oh, so wow. Whenever his team wins, he's, he's gone 2-17 and 17 the following week. Wow, so he can't, he can't put a, a run together. Yeah, they've, no, they've not been able to put a run together. I've got to disagree with you on the Dolphins, and now I've got to eat a little bit of um, crow here and say I slated the Dolphins last week. I said I didn't think Dan Campbell was going to be the answer. They came out and they dominated the Titans uh, at the weekend. But I, I want to ask about the Patriots team. So look at the next few games. So you've got the Jets, the Dolphins, uh, you've got the Redskins, at the Giants, at the Broncos. I think balance has been the key for teams playing the Patriots this year. Because I think the Cowboys in the first half showed how you can beat the Patriots, which is lots of pressure on Brady, getting to him quickly and uh, forcing some errors up front. Mm. They sacked him up five times in the first half. The Colts showed in the first half how you can get to the Patriots as an offensive team. But neither of those teams have any balance whatsoever. And I think you're coming up against some teams in, in the not-too-distant future who do have that balance. I'm not saying you're not going to go 14-2, and two, but how good do you think the Patriots' record can be this year? And Are they a de facto Super Bowl team for you? 14-2, um, and two, I'd quite happily take that at the moment. Um, 
looking at the next couple of games, we've got two divisional games. I think they're both at home. They are, yes. And then, and then we've got the um, we've got Washington at home as well. Um, so I'd hope we go three and zero through that little stretch. Maybe the Giants is where we do pick up the first round, uh, first loss. I know you were talking about that last time. Um, and then it's the Bills after that. Huggy's got um, Rex's number. The only reason Rex has stayed in the AFC East is because he's got an absolute hard on for Brady and Belichick. He just wants to beat them. And and I, th- I think at one point he was talked about going to Atlanta. Can you imagine the difference he would have made at Atlanta where he actually had a quarterback as opposed to Tyrod Taylor or EJ Manuel? Hey, I like Tyrod um, Taylor. Don't you dare. We love the Bills this week. <laughs> yeah. that Bills Jags. I'm going to that game. Um, I'm going to that game with a, a Bills fan. So I'll be sat there cheering on the Jags. Okay, so you're going to that game, um, cheering on the Jags, like any self-respecting uh, British person should do, uh, because they're <laughs> London's and Britain's team. But, uh, Tony, as we say goodbye, sadly, I want to know what your next jersey's going to be. This is Ollie's um, weird question he's asking everyone. I don't think it's a weird question. It's a great question. I want to know what people, you know, which players oh. they're leaning to, towards. <laughs> At the moment, I've got a Gronkowski one, Patriots one. That's but the right I've choice. also got a, I've got a Miami University Vince Wilfork top that I wore to the last game. Um, mainly because I got that because um, I couldn't find a Wilfork um, Patriots top in my size. Ironically, <laughs> the only size I could find was small. I feel that is, uh, yeah. Yeah, Ollie owns um, a small BJ Raji jersey, so don't worry about right. it. And it's still a tent. Uh, so, but, all right, don't <laughs> show off. Stop showing. Yeah, okay. In- incredible. Oh, by the way, Will, do you need to apologise to me? Yeah? No. No? Okay. Moving on. T- Tony, <laughs> pleasure to speak with you Maybe briefly. Uh, any, anywhere, anything you'd like to promote? People should follow you on Twitter, anything like that? Um, my Twitter's really boring. It's <laughs> relatively just... It's just me ranting about stuff, uh, about football... Uh, American football, rugby, and occasionally the places that I work and stuff. So, if people want to want to follow me, it's Big D eighty four oh nine. Um, but I maybe have a look at my timeline, see whether there's stuff. <laughs> make, make make an informed decision is what you're saying. Yeah, make an informed decision. I I, I don't mind if you follow for a week and then don't follow. <laughs> Brilliant, cool, mate. You're really selling this. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> We're going to say goodbye now. Tony, <laughs> pleasure right, speaking with you. Guys. Thank you very cheers, much, sir. All right, ta-da. Uh, I, I do feel, I, I mentioned balance there, I do genuinely feel that watching that Patriots game this weekend and watching their last couple of performances, they're, they're obviously the, the dominant team in their division, but I, uh, I right now, in my own internal power rankings, I, it's difficult not to have the Patriots up at the top based on the way they've performed. Agree. But I think based on the way other teams have performed, I think the Bengals would beat them uh, if they played in Cincinnati. I think the Panthers would beat them on neutral field. I think the Packers would beat them on neutral field. So I just, uh, they're not my Super Bowl champions right now. But they, they're going to go up against these teams and probably show me that it doesn't matter anyway and they're going to out-scheme and out-coach them so I'm going to look stupid. Problem is they had an early bye and they could get tired come... Uh, those yeah, last but then they'll just games. pick up some guys off the street yeah, and be cut yeah. by other teams, and it'll be ridiculous. Yeah, it will be. Right. Bloody Belichick. Let's keep rolling and get another caller on. Hello? Hello, is that Cal? It is Cal. Hi, is this Will Gav? It is. <laughs> hey, it Cal! Is Will Gav and hey, Ollie. And Ollie Hunter. Yeah. Hi, Ollie. Yeah. Yeah. I have met you in person, Ollie. But, uh, you have indeed, Cal. Will. 
Uh, I mean, well, you know, I, unfortunately, I haven't had the pleasure yet. I'm an elusive individual, uh, as you'll see from the picture <laughs> that Ollie's going to tweet out from his timeline. I'm also. I've an already seen individual. it. Yes. Have you, you already tweeted it out? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, with your Oakland Athletics top on, I believe. I, I am indeed. Uh, which I bought when we went to see them last year. I got Cesar Benitez on the back, and he left the team about four games later. Uh, of course. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, I, uh, Simon Clancy has replied, and what does it say, Will? I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks. Well, actually. Uh, I was at the um, the last uh, Wembley game, and a guy next to me was uh, buying a 49ers Kaepernick top, and I thought, I don't know, it couldn't, you know, it couldn't last you very long, but uh, but you know, he suddenly improved a little bit since then. Well, look, that uh, might, I was going to say that might not be what we're talking about with you, Cal, but later on in the no, show, no, no. we are going to be pre- previewing Thursday night football, and I might be speaking out in defence of Colin Kaepernick. This is a rarity, uh, but it's going to happen. Yeah. No, I think you should. I think he's improved markedly. Uh, you know, he, he he's worth persevering with. You're not going to go to Blaine Gabbert. I mean, that would just be insane. You know. Yes, you're completely right, Cal. <laughs> right, just tell tell the listeners a little bit about you, who you support, what you what you are, who you are, where they can follow you, whatever. Oh, uh, I, well, uh, I I'm like Ollie. I'm a Packers fan. Good man. I'm not going to talk about that much because uh, <laughs> Ollie does it too much already. Bored. Yeah, and they're too bored. They're six and zero. Oh, they're on by. They're, they're not. You know, it's just not very interesting. There's nothing that there's no big stories there. Um, so everyone's I, uh, injured. The, yeah, but you're on a buying week. Yeah. That's yeah, the best okay, time okay. to have everyone yeah, injured. They, they, yeah, that is true. They can get, they can recover. Lacey can recover. Hopefully, Ty Montgomery is not too injured. So, you know, we're, we're you know we're we're in a fantastic position. We're in a fantastic. Position. Only the and, second um, time since in the Super Bowl era that we've been six and zero. Oh, shut up, Ollie. Well, uh, t- <laughs> t- t- tell me, tell me what your takeaways were from week six, then. Um, well, what I wanted to talk about was uh, mainly our rivals in uh, the NFC North because there was a get the game between the Bears and the Lions was just I, I called it criminal. I, I just thought <laughs> the, the I, way I, that I really enjoyed it. Thirty-seven, thirty-four. No, it was, a, what no, a it was game. enjoying. It was enjoying, but because those two head coaches, I, what are they doing at the end of the game? There, the, the decisions they're making. Uh, I mean, I think John Fox is a kind of coach who is very good at motivating players, very, you know, talented. It means much like Andy Reid. But in terms of his decisions at the end of, at the end of games, they're, they're, they're indefensible. I mean, he was asked about them and I heard him try and defend them. And he just, that guy does not know what to do when it's, the time is running, nor does Jim Caldwell. I mean, I can run through some of the decisions they're, they're making, but it, it, I, I got into the NFL for basically because of weird coaching decisions. I was living in um, New York, and that was the year that uh, the Packers kind of went won the Super Bowl, and I kind of followed them, and they became my team, you know, just because that's what happens. You kind of follow a team, they go on a run, they win the Super Bowl, and you think, well, I guess they're my team, and then I really go into it. But the, the thing that really made me, like, love the NFL in a weird way, it sounds very strange, but it was watching um, uh, RG3 in that game where he got his knee really badly injured. You're because a sick I was, man. I, I, yeah, no, 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 not because of that, because I liked, but I was watching him, and I thought... Is this the Shanahan decision not to pull him? Yes, I was watching that going, that guy's knee is going to snap. I felt like it was a guarantee. You were watching, the pitch was all slippery, I mean, not more, the field, and you just thought, you cannot put that guy in. He is going to, his leg is going to break off, and it did. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, this is an amazing game. Really dumb decisions are made. I like it. I like but, how... But I, 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 think, I think the thing with this <laughs> weekend is, and this, it, it constantly stuns me how head coaches can't make these basic decisions. And I think the obvious oh. one from the obvious one from this weekend is the Indianapolis Colts fake punt 
bizarre. Sure. Like, uh, obviously, Griff Whalen was never meant to snap the ball, and it would have just been a weird formation. We've actually seen that formation in college before. And there were two things about that that absolutely stunned me. The first thing, Pat McAfee said they've been practicing that since last year. How you can execute something that badly when you've been practicing it yeah. since last but year is insanity. And then well, my, my, other, my other point to yeah. take away from that is just how well coached the Patriots are. And I know it's yeah. boring to say that because of Belichick. No, but it but, is. But you see, the moment that they split those, uh, well, the other nine players out wide to the right and they start subbing people out and they're basically trying to trick the, the Patriots into bringing sure. uh, 12 men onto the field or making some kind of mistake like that, if you, they, without any coaching whatsoever, without getting any kind of signal from the sideline, the Patriots just line up six guys out on that side, two guys over yeah. the centre, three guys in between just in case they do decide to snap the ball. It's calm, it's cool, it's collected. They don't fall for it whatsoever. And that is the huge difference. And those tiny fine margins that can make all the difference in games, you just can't be that stupid. No. But did you hear Pat McAfee today said that the, uh, the guy who, um, who was in the, the centre had never run that play before and was unaware that he wasn't supposed to snap it. And you're like, well, that that's amazing. Why is but it Chris Whalen that's there then? Yeah, well, because uh, I think one of their guys got injured, but essentially he didn't know. I mean, he shouldn't have snapped. It was insane. I mean, he looked there and probably panicked, but it's like, just goes to show. Well, first of all, you stop trying to trick the Patriots. They're too well coached. You're not going to do it. And then to try a move and then to think, no, I want at some point go, wait a minute, we haven't got a normal guy in. Why? Let's not try this ridiculous, crazy move that wasn't, wasn't even legal. I mean, they didn't. They, they, you know, they they actually got called for an legal formation. So it wasn't even the rest didn't even allow it. And I, I just, you know, there's some. It's a it's, it, coaches' decisions can have huge effects. On, and the thing is, you know, we, on games. And, I, do, I do think mm. we we want to. We're praising the Patriots here, but let's yeah. let's not forget uh, the Super Bowl in 2008 off the back of their undefeated season. Fourth and thirteen yeah. with a seven and three lead in the third quarter. He decided to go for it. They whiffed, yeah. uh, chucking the ball out of bounds, handing possession back to the Giants in a good field position, uh, and eventually that led to a, a scoring drive, and they went on to mm. win the game. You know, th these bad decisions are made by people. It's the really inexplicable ones that are ridiculous, like you're saying, mm. like the, this one from the Colts this weekend. I, but I do. I, for me, it's the, what adds colour to the game. I is why yeah. I enjoy it. It yeah. does. But I, I just, I mean, I wanted to talk about the Bears Lions one because. There were some things there that just, first of all, uh, Jim Caldwell is down seven, like two minutes 50 left, and he goes for a field goal at like fourth and four in the red zone. You've got to go for a touchdown now. I mean, he ended up winning because John Fox then did the most bizarre set of decisions I've ever seen in my life. Like, if you'd have called timeouts on, when you were on defense, you would have had time to win the game. But he, he he's just doesn't understand it. John Fox uh, apparently had huge arguments with Peyton Manning about this when he was a coach that he didn't, you know, he doesn't ever call timeouts when he's on defense. He doesn't, like, it's like he doesn't want time for his own possessions. It's yeah, really it's, weird. It's crazy. Just, right, Cal, it, we've, we've, got yeah. to, we've got to wrap it up, Cal, because we've got to get uh, quite a few more people to no, get no, to. No, but uh, where should people follow you on Twitter, etc.? Uh, I'm at Cal Seville, uh, C-A-L-F. E-V-I-L-L-E. Um, and Ollie has and one final question for you because he's asking it sure. of everyone. Uh, d look, don't belittle this question. I like it, yeah. and I think it, we get we understand where people are going, which way they're leaning. First of all, are you going on <laughs> Sunday? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going this Sunday. That's Only not one a problem. Game. Next year, yeah. And as a Packers fan, Ollie, mm -hmm. well, it might not be a Packers jersey. What's the next jersey you're going to buy? 
Oh, God. Well, I literally just bought a Rogers uh, number 12 jersey at the last game. So probably be a little while before I buy one. But uh, if I had to guess who in our squad is going to be a star, well, attempting to get a Clinton Dix jersey just because it's so funny. Um, but uh, maybe Ty Montgomery. I mean, he looked. You look really exciting, so maybe he'll be the next star. Good shout, Cal. Good shout. Thanks for for phoning in, dude. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. Okay, Cheers, bye. Love the show. Great stuff. Ah, I love that. Love that little love the show at the end. He may have taken up a little more of our time than we intended, but he said love the show, so I'm happy with it. Let's call our next person, because I don't think I have anything more to add to that. Me either. Good. Are you going to leave all of these in? I quite like it. Well, I'll probably have to now you've said it. Hello? Is that Adam Foxcroft? It certainly is. Foxy! Is that Will Potentially the most prolific tweeter in uh, Gridiron Show history. Adam Foxcroft, how are you today, sir? <laughs> I am fine, albeit a bit addled due to having a five-day-old daughter. Oh, congratulations. I did actually ask oh. on Twitter. Congratulations. I don't, I, if we got some kind of congratulatory music. Uh, no. <laughs> Let, let's let's just give him uh, a London watch. No, we didn't. We couldn't even do that, Ollie. Oh, <laughs> we, we, How about a ho ho ho? It's magic. I, if that's what you want, if that if See, that's what you this. need, it's happening. Oh, ho, ho, it's magic. But you're not a Jets fan, are you? You are a long-suffering Titans fan. Oh, I am, and I very much enjoyed the year that we had Fitz Magic. Um, I'm not going to say that things were necessarily better then or worse um, things are probably equally bad um yeah i mean first of all for, before we get to anything else yeah. what what was your take as a fan on the play uh, that they claim that uh, well that they claim that ken wisenhunt came out and called bs quite uh, well in fact i think we should play the clip in here i think it was bs i think it should be taken out of the game that's not that's not the way you play football i think it was done with the idea of trying to hurt our quarterback and that's that's bull football Kim Wisenhunt pretty strongly worded that one uh, do you think that there was an intention there as a fan were you livid at that play or do you just think that that's classic overcommittal from a uh, defense who until this week had been really struggling I, I think it's a reflection of the Dolphins coaching change as much as anything um, it's the kind of thing that had had the boot been on the other foot, I'd have been all over and think, well, yeah, let's, you, you try and win a game any way you can. And, yeah, t- attacking a rookie quarterback is, is probably a, a sensible thing to, to do if you've got a strong defense with a good defensive line who, well, have been terrible under Joe Philbin and suddenly they've got someone new in charge who just, just seems to have galvanised them, which seemed to be the opposite of what the Titans were on Sunday. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, yes, it was. It was a clear ploy to to try and I, I don't know about hurt him or injure him, but certainly attack him. And you 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 can't legislate for people in the heat of the moment of a game doing something like that. It just it does happen. Um, so no, I, I I wouldn't go as far as Wizenhunt did, um, but. Yeah, there's some truth in that. For sure. What What are your thoughts overall on the Titans then this year? Obviously, you got that big win week one. Everything, everyone was so excited. Mariota was the second coming. Since then, you've lost to some good teams, uh, also some not very good teams. I, obviously, the loss to the Colts and, and the Bills so tight 
little bit devastating. And look at your next few run of games. You've got the Texans, you've got the Saints, potentially beatable teams. In such a terrible AFC South as it has been so far this year, where do you think the Titans can end this year? Are they still going to be a top five picking team or can they improve under, under Wisenhunt? I think before Sunday, I would have I would have said they were improved. Um, the the trouble is, losing is as much of a habit as winning. And the the games against the Colts and the Bills, where in in both cases the Titans were up two scores and then lost by two points and one point. Um, despite playing well, they've lost those two games, and the the heads seem to have dropped. And Sunday was terrible. You know, as as much as the Dolphins seem to have got better under a new coach, albeit you know, a seemingly crazy guy. Um, the, the Titans just seem to lack any kind of motivation, and I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's if it's Wizen Hunt. I mean, it, it, someone else would galvanise them more for a game like that. It, it did take me back to last year, I'm afraid. And it, while we have should have a lot more hope in having a a franchise quarterback who looks like he could he's he's no Jake Locker but he looks you know, he, <laughs> he looks like he could be the the real deal um it, oh, it, I mean let me, let me ask about that then uh, Mario so let me get your thoughts on him because uh I, it, we've not done a huge amount of Titans chat this season so it's quite nice to get a Titans fan on and talk about them we talked about him a lot after week one but if I'm to be honest when I go back and I I probably try and watch three or four of the uh, the Sunday games in full having watched Red Zone Titans haven't been high on that list this year, bar the game against the Colts, just because it was so crazy. So, uh, from what you've seen from him, is it a regression from that week one performance? Was that just a case of playing a bad team? Uh, is it a case of a lack of weapons? I mean, the run game really hasn't got going particularly this year, a, a bit of a no-name backfield. What, what's what been the difference for you guys this year, and how good can this guy be? I, I think he could be excellent. I, it, it's it's difficult to answer that. It's probably a, a combination of things. Yeah, it, it it does seem that like there's been regression, but you know, also defenses have probably worked him out a bit. And it's it's all new still. It's it's hard to not put some blame on the coaching staff. To be honest, I don't, I don't want to suddenly jump on a, a fire with and hunt bandwagon which there, <laughs> there has been I'm, su- I'm surprised that that's happened already because yeah we know the titans are a project yeah and, and and he's he's still it's only his his second year i mean i keep seeing three and 17 and <laughs> things like this but uh, last year really was terrible and he didn't have much to work with um and i, I don't think i mean he's going to be there for the year at least and there's an interim CEO who's not going to, I would think, not going to fire him tomorrow or anything like that. So this this is what we've got. And it, it's we're at the point now where let's look at the future. I mean, the, the season, I don't know if around the NFL have fought the Titans quite yet, um, but it's we're looking at what he can do in years to come. And whether that's with Wizenhunt, I don't know. What would be but, good, uh, f- a, a good... What, what what would you expect now that you guys are one and four? What what would be what you'd like to get from this season, and wh- which is realistic? I I think just just a few wins from games from games. Like, <laughs> it's well, a, it's horrible when you get to that position, isn't it? I just, just want to win, just, man. Just a few wins would be nice. Yeah. Just something to cheer. God I damn. I can't believe I, I how 
excited I was on Sunday night at beating a terrible, terrible Ravens team. And it just, it, <laughs> like, you do get to that point, don't you, when your team is not a good team, uh, of just uh, cheering on every possible snap that could lead to a win uh, and clutching at the tiniest of straws. But when you think about it, you've got, I mean... T- Two defeats against the Colts and the Bills by by one or two points, and then the the defeat to the Browns at the Browns, and then you're facing the Dolphins coming off uh, a with, a, with and a coach and a, a new coach. So it's there or thereabouts. I think just hang in there, man. Just hang in there. Uh, I've got one last question. Two questions. Are you going to the game on Sunday? No, no. Sad, How could sad, you not? They're two wonderful teams. And uh, two. <laughs> 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 well. Are, are you um, on the Mariotta Mariotta uh, uh, train? Will that be the next jersey you get? And if it's not, what will be? I already have his jersey. Okay, so what's the next jersey you're going to get? The, oh, the next jersey. That's a that's a good question. Who's who's the number? It is one a good question, Will Gavin. Draft? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are the Titans going to pick up at the top next year? That's the big question. A, again, that's a great answer. Uh, <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Really, really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure. Have fun, love, buddy. Love your guys' work, as always. Oh, no, I, we need more dislike. We, uh, do you know what? We need more hate from this podcast, because I really wanted people to come on and, and give us some stick for the bad calls we've been You making. just hung up on it. Uh, yeah, I didn't, <laughs> really I didn't actually did. mean to do that. I'll, I'll send them a tweet to apologise. I really wanted some more anger from people and some more, like, people coming on and having a go at the decisions we've been making. But so far, it's all been much, much of a loving. So uh, when we do this again, probably later in the season, maybe, like, uh, towards the playoffs, I don't know when we'll do it. We'll, we'll pick a week to do it in. Um, then, you know, call up and give us some rubbish. You know, give us some stick. Maybe the next person is going to do that. Let's. I'm not going to talk anymore about the Titans. I don't know about you. Let's give them a call. Hello? Hi, is that Nick? It is indeed. Nick, hi, Hello. Will and Ollie. How are you doing, hey, sir? Oh. I'm not too bad, guys. How are you yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Uh, I, I only know you from Twitter. The fact that yes. your Irish has taken me aback. <laughs> it was well, yeah, uh, you know, we're technically Northern Irish, but I'm not really into technicalities, so that, that's fine. That's fine. It's probably a good thing as a Falcons fan. I don't know what that means. It just sounded no, like the no, right thing to say. <laughs> In other words, don't go there when they're when people are Irish or Northern Irish. Northern yeah. Irish. <laughs> uh, some people you can, some people you can't. In, exactly. If in doubt. Just don't go there. You exactly. all, you, you, exactly. all, you all support the Ireland rugby team. That's uh, that's all I should Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, another sore point from the weekend, but that's that's, that's okay. <laughs> Come on, the Pumas. Well, we're, we're talking sore points from the weekend. Uh, you, you had a tough loss at the Saints last week when we were asking last week who were going to be the first of yeah. those undefeated teams to lose. It ended up being you guys. But I look at your next run of games at the Titans, home to the Bucks, at the 49ers. You've got to be pretty confident that this Falcons team are going to win the NFC South, surely. Um, well, I was until I saw what uh, the Panthers were doing Sunday night. and I, I can't believe they actually won that game. That was an incredible performance, but... Um, no, I mean, from our point of view, I think um, we've got the right players on both sides of the ball, some big players on both sides of the ball. So, um, you know, I'm pretty confident, but I was really, really impressed by what they did Sunday night. You have to you have to have, have um, Julio Jones fit because he wasn't fully fit 
uh, in the game against the, the Saints. Uh, Matt Ryan didn't find him as well as he should have done, mm-hmm. even though Julio wasn't fit. So yeah. I, I think that gets into Matt Ryan's head when his star receiver is not fully fit. Tevin Coleman looks okay coming back. Devontae Freeman's yeah. looked incredible this that, year. That's what I want to talk about. Devo- Devontae Freeman, yeah. obviously, we saw we saw him in fits and starts last year, and we saw there was some potential there. But he started four games, uh, and we're not a fancy podcast, but the fact he's the no. fir- first player in NFL history to score 25 points or more uh, in standard scoring in his first four starts as a player just shows the kind of production he's had. He's a, he's a, he's got more rushing touchdowns, or did before the weekend, I'm not sure it's true anymore, but before the Sunday Slate games, he had more rushing mm. touchdowns on his own than any other team in the league had total. Wow. He's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, uh, last year when we drafted him, uh, I didn't know a lot about him because I'm not into college football, but I, I had a look, and, and you know, he looked pretty good. His stats looked good. And he had, last year, I felt he underperformed, so... I didn't really have high expectations, but what he's done this season is absolutely incredible. I mean, I think having Julio on the outside means that it opens up the middle a bit more for him to run into, but he still has to do it, and he's done it really, really well. Is he going to be your next jersey? Uh, I think he might be. Um, cause I've only got a couple. I mean, both are Roddy White, so I mean... Uh, <laughs> oh, I no, no, Roddy's a legend. That's, <laughs> yeah, he's Roddy fine to have Roddy, oh, he, but it's just... He's a legend, but um, the way... I'm not sure if, if it's him getting on a bit or it's just maybe Shanahan doesn't like him as much but he's he's not doing much to be honest with you well, but he got no, a touchdown yeah. on, on, on uh, Thursday yeah, so. yeah, no, he, yeah um, I'm hoping now with the, the bit of a 10 day gap they can get him more involved and get Julio fitting um, we'll see what happens but absolutely he's, he's a he's a franchise legend definitely have you made it out to the Georgia Dome before? I haven't um, and I'm, I'm, I was quite upset. well. I'm not upset, but I mean the new stadium looks amazing, so mm. I'm definitely going to go out to that the first year of it. Um, but uh, I've been to Wembley once. I was at Wembley last year for that. Um, Ugh. Well, is yeah, that, is I mean, that the worst way to lose? Would you almost rather have been blown out like Rams fans have had to suffer every time they've come here? Yeah, I mean the thing was, I didn't actually see the um, what happened. When, you know, when the first kick went, went missed, I thought yeah. that was it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on, and then. I saw it and my heart sank and I was like, there was no way he's missing this one and he didn't. So yeah, I mean, it was, that was a terrible lose last year. Well, you never know. You never know. Yeah. We might be uh, with sports travel tours. We might be off to uh, to Atlanta next year, maybe, or that's something that you can I look certainly into. want to do the South. Yeah, I'd love to do the South. <laughs> Bit of Atlanta, Tennessee, and uh, New Orleans. A, a three head, three wayer would be incredible. Let Let me ask about you. Mentioned the Panthers. Then now you don't have to face them until I think week thirteen. Week. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. So, I, um, I, for me, right now, that looks like a positive because uh, I were, we were talking about the Patriots a short while ago and, and I actually think in a head-to-head game, the Panthers would beat almost anyone in the NFL on a neutral field right now. I just Cam Newton is playing the, the best football mm. I think we're seeing from a quarterback outside of Aaron Rodgers. Because he's year. fit. Because he's fit. <laughs> I keep saying this. Calm, calm your storm, Ollie. Okay, sorry. Uh, are you... What are you, what have you been your thoughts on the Panthers as an as a divisional rival? Is it frustrating to see after you were the NFC disgrace last year the <laughs> two teams are rising from the flames? Yeah, I mean to be honest, I didn't take them seriously with their first four games. Well, not I didn't take them seriously, but the, the opponents they played the first four weeks, I just thought they're one of those teams that the record suggests they're better than they really are. But that that, that performance on Sunday, um, yeah, it's put a bit of uh, fear into me and. 
I just can't believe how well Cam's playing without, especially without Benjamin. But um, he's getting it done. Yeah. He's getting it he, done. He is. He really is. He really is. Uh, and that 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 D with without Keekley as well is playing well. Now he's obviously back as well. So mm. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Jared Allen getting the mix as well. Terrifying. Look, uh, are you going to the game this weekend? Uh, no, unfortunately not. No. It's, it, there's so many people not bothering. It's, it's if it's not a great game or something. Yeah, or the, well, it's the Jags or something. It's a bad year with the Rugby World Cup on and then uh, the Euros on next year as well. And then I'm hoping for, I mean, this year some of the games were good, but I was just there last year and I, I was going to go with the Lions Chiefs, but I was there for the Lions last year. So I thought I'll give it a miss and we'll go the next year, but we'll see what happens. This is something slightly uh, non-football, but football. Are you going to follow the Nor Iron uh, over in France? <laughs> Uh, we'll see about tickets because I, I, it seems like everybody's wanting to go over here now because it's obviously the first tournament we've got to in a long time. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, yes. Incredible. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. All the best, lads. Good Cheers, man. Lovely. I, I actually, again, don't have anything particularly to add on the Falcons. They were the Thursday game, so obviously we talked about that last week. Um, and I do, I look at their schedule going forwards, and I think the fact that they're not playing the Panthers, that's the, the only team with a winning record on their schedule left that they've got this season. I mean, obviously, teams will bounce back from the, their current mm. record, but that the, the fact that they play them not until week 13, but then they play them two out of three weeks is going to be fascinating. And it's good that it's a long way away because they'll have a longer to have a look at what the Panthers are doing. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for those games. Let's move on and take another call. This is fun. We're getting it rolling. We've got about three or four more to call, so let's bang through it. Our next caller joining us on the phone, Stee Horsty. How are you doing today, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well indeed. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you support, and uh, how you got into the NFL. Um, well, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, don't answer the second half. Just tell us who you support. <laughs> I support the Green Bay Packers. Ah, good man. Oh, that's two Packers fans yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And you're wearing Packers colours at the moment, no, so... They are Oakland Athletics colours, you back no, off. No, you... Look, face it, you love the Packers I at the d- moment. I, I do not love the Packers, thanks to Clay Matthews and no other reason. Look, Steve, uh, I, the Packers, obviously, uh, we did it with the other Packers fans. Luckily, we didn't actually talk about the Packers, so it's fine. We can talk with you about them. Uh, you're on You're on the bye week this week, but at this point, you're 6-0. and Crazy game against the Chargers this weekend. With all those injuries, you've got two very tough games coming up off the bye. How are you feeling about that Broncos defence in Denver, followed by the Panthers in Carolina? Yeah, we, we were desperate for the bye. When the, you know, when the, the schedule comes out, you think, is a week seven bye? That's probably about perfect. That's probably what you want, seven or eight. And um, well, yeah, we are desperate for it. We've had so many injuries. And I think the likes of Lacey and Cobb, you, you could tell that they were hurt from the weekend they were playing injured because basically there was nobody else. Um, so yeah, we're desperate for it. And I'll be honest, the Denver game doesn't scare me as much. I think that we can go and outscore them because Peyton Manning's playing like a fifty-year-old quarterback, not a forty-year-old. <laughs> but, but, uh, although their defense is is, legit, is really it's probably the best in the league, I think. But if we've got everyone healthy, which hopefully we will have, I think we've got enough to go and score twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six points. And I'm not sure a Manning-led offense is going to be able to do that against because our defense is, is better than. A lot of people give us credit for as well. I know well, you up. say that, Steve, but we gave yeah. up 500 yards uh, in the air. I was just air. about to say, yeah, I was just about to say that, Ollie, and if, if you look at the time of possession, they had the ball a ridiculous amount because yeah. we were either scoring very, very quickly or going three and out. So so they had the ball a lot, and 
they weren't actually averaging that much on a per play basis. It was mm. just that they had tons of tons of the ball and Keenan Allen was was open all the time. He had a monster game. I mean, I mean he it, looked it, decent. Didn't you he? you guys were like missing. We sorry, sorry, again. So it's just you guys were missing BJ Raji, Morgan Burnett, yeah. Nick Perry, all guys yeah. who have had big years this year. And, and I, I've said it on the pod recently. The way the Packers' defense have stepped up this year has been a huge difference maker to whether or not I think this will be the season they finally go all the way. But I, you've mentioned the Broncos defense already and then you see what the Panthers did in in Seattle this week people wanted to be down on them because of their four losses because their four wins were over teams with bad records but yep. these are legitimate teams you're coming up against if the Packers come out of these two games 8-0 surely it's Super Bowl or bust at that point it's Super Bowl or bust anyway when at the moment it just has to be I think when you've got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, if you if you're anything less, really, you're, you're disappointed, especially after how obviously our last season ended, you know, horrifically, and we all we won't forget that for a long, long time. But I think that that's the plan. It's, a, it's always Super Bowl or bust. Then if we can split these games and come out, you know, seven and one, even even six and two isn't an absolute disaster in, in our division because obviously I think we're we're comfortably the best team in it. It's just all about getting you know home field advantage, which against Key and. Seattle losing at the weekend to Carolina, funny enough, uh, helps us out a lot there. It just depends on... Uh, I, I, it, because when I watched I watch the Carolina-Seattle uh, game, and for three quarters, Carolina looked like a, an average team. And then for, for some reason, Seattle fell apart and Cam Newton turned into Superman. Isn't it wonderful to see Seattle fall apart? <laughs> is, is that just me? I don't think it is. It is just glorious, isn't it, Steve? It's become, and it's becoming regular as well. It is nice, I think. Um, like I say... I don't dislike them that much. Obviously, what they've done obviously last year hurts a lot, but it's more. It shows that they are not as well. I don't think they're as good as they they have been for a while. They look poor. The offensive line that they've got is terrible. Mm. Russell Wilson. I feel sorry for Russell Wilson. He's just although he can scramble, he's being forced to scramble all the time, and he, he, he took some big hits in that game as well. I think he, he's. He needs to be careful because I, I think there was one where Luke Keekley actually hammered him on the sidelines. And I just think that he needs to be really careful behind that line. We'll, we'll definitely, I mean, we'll be talking quite a bit more about the Seahawks when we preview Thursday Night Football towards the end here. Let me just ask you about yeah. the NFC then. Obviously, you get to the Super Bowl, you face the, the, the Patriots, you face maybe the Broncos with that defence, maybe even the Cincinnati Bengals. But yeah. just focusing on the NFC, say you get home field advantage. Other than the Panthers who we've mentioned already, is there anyone else you look at and fear them coming into Lambeau and, and maybe ruining the Super Bowl run? Ollie is shaking his head and looking very... Uh, no way, man. Very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, determined is not the word I'm looking for, but it's what I'm going to go with because apparently my vocabulary has completely escaped me. That's, that's, Resolute. It's, Resolute will do. I was going to say confident. Um, yeah, yeah, that as well. Um, I, I suppose if you want to get into a shootout, you don't really want to get into a shootout with the Cardinals. Um I'm on board with that. Pretty good as well. Um, I suppose it's the Falcons and the way that Devontae Freeman's I was running. That Julio Jones was a monster in the game last year. Although we beat them, Julio Jones absolutely torched us. It's 200 yards, wasn't it? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He killed us. So obviously he's a he's a concern. But again, they might not even make the playoffs. So it's one of those things. I think we're comfortably the best team in the division um, at the in, moment in the conference. And, 
Sorry, yeah, sorry, in the conference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all right. You're oh. definitely the best team in the NFC North. I don't think are there other teams in that. the NFC North? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, really appreciate you phoning in. Thank you very much. Um, a big shout out as well to the UK Packers who are out in uh, in at, in Wisconsin and do, eating the cheese. And they went to the game. They saw that incredible stop by Demarius Rand. Uh, Randall loved all, all of that. All done with sports travel tours, of course. Indeed, of course. Uh, you are a company man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, wrong, Steve, wrong podcast. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> Steve. Um, as we let you go, I'm asking this of everyone, and and, and this will probably uh, give me an understanding of where you might be going with this. Uh, what's the next jersey that you'll get? Oh, um, I've already got a Rogers one, so I think I would get a. You know what I like? I like Demarius Randall a lot. Yeah. So I think it might be him. I think he. I think we found one in him. I think that we've got, we found a, a very good player. Um, our secondary, we kind of just kind of plug and plug and play guys a lot mm-hmm. of the time, and they're not, they're not always the greatest players. Well, he was. He is a bit of one because he was a safety, and he's, they've turned him into a corner. So yeah, and, and we, we tend to use like you know Sam Shields was undrafted or or lower you know lower. Uh, Lot of draft picks on on the but we we've, we've spent you know a first and a second round pick on them this year and I think we've got a special one in him I think people are he's not making huge plays in terms of interceptions but he well he's starting mm. he plays pretty much all the snaps now which for a rookie cornerback is is something special I think that he's one that we in a couple of years time we could think you know getting him at the bottom of the first round and like say converting him from safety there might be a few other teams who wish that he'd have done the same and that's a fantastic shout and very very quickly uh, a very self-indulgent a little bit of kit watch uh, would you go white green or that beautiful throwback oh god the throwback is so ugly don't you dare I don't mind the jersey. It's the kind of tan trousers tucked into the blue socks. And oh, it's uh, like... I'm talking about the jersey. I'm not talking about the uniform. Yeah, but it's called Kit Watch. The whole kit. Yeah, okay, the whole okay. kit is ugly. It's the jersey's ugly. okay. I wouldn't, buy, I, wouldn't buy the, I wouldn't buy the beige leggings, but... Um, <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> you look stunning in them, mate. <laughs> I, I can assure you I wouldn't. Um, Rock those on Merseyside probably, probably and you'll definitely go well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> look, pleasure chatting with you, Steve. Thank you for calling in. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bud. Cheers, buddy. I think we've talked about the Packers enough. Let's move on and get to our next caller. You're wearing beige jersey, beige leggings now. They're not leggings, they're trousers. Hello? Oh, hi, it's Adam. Yes, speaking. Adam, Will and Ollie calling in from the Gridiron Show. How are you today, sir? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well, indeed. First of all, start off by telling the listeners who you are, who you support, and why they should care. Oh, do I have to this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm a final year student at uh, UE Bristol, uh, and I'm a Baltimore Raven. So, rematch of Super Bowl 47 at the weekend. How did that go for you, buddy? Oh, oh this is why you've got him on. You, do you know what you are? You are a disgrace. You are the NFC East. <laughs> Look, with, yeah. with, it's two bad teams, I'm not going to lie. And, and uh, just do, do tell me how you saw Sunday's game. Uh, well, at least it was better than the game last night, I guess. But uh, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> we saw it from behind his hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was as bad as I was expecting. To be perfectly honest, it's um, even with Steve Smith back, they couldn't really get the offense going. It, what, I think what amazes me for the Ravens, and, and maybe you'll have a different take on this. I've not watched a huge amount of them this year, but it's that defense that has uh, it, during the Aussie Newsome era has totally defined that team. 
at, at this point, I mean, the starting corners last night, I seem to remember, uh, on Sunday night, sorry, were Kyle Arrington, who is not an outside guy, and Sharice no. Wright, who had been cut by the 49ers about three days earlier. Um, and he obviously gets he obviously gets burnt. He wanted some inside of tricks, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he got absolutely burnt by Tory Smith for the touchdown. Anquan Bolden does well as well. To see the guys that you've lost performing well on an opposition offense, yeah. and then having it that was- defense, I just I I don't know where the quality is coming in that defense. Despite the qual- the linebackers are good, but where's it? Where's everything else? Yeah. Well, the. It's the kind of thing with with the Ravens. They never make a, any kind of splashes free agency. But you just think they really need a, a wide receiver and a, and a cornerback desperately. Maybe maybe even a safety. But firstly, they just need a premier cornerback to go alongside Jimmy Smith, who hasn't been performing that well this year either. No, and I can say, I remember him getting. I'm trying to think who it was he got absolutely torched against. But let's let's stop focusing on the absolute negative of the Ravens and, and <laughs> <laughs> talk talk about the AFC North in general because a lot of people fancied the Ravens as even a Super Bowl pick this year. Certainly a team to go on and dominate that division. But how have you seen the rise of Andy Dalton and the Bengals this year? Then the Steelers somehow still winning despite Michael Vick under centre. Well, I think it's got to be tough uh, for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I think the the, um, the Bengals are performing as well as, as they have over the last two or three years. It's just they're putting it together for a sustained amount of time. And it's just a bit of a shock to see that after two or three bad um, games, after being very streaky for the past few years. And the Steelers, I think, have, they've been good. They've, they look like they were going to fall apart with uh, without um, Ben Roethlisberger, but they look far better. I mean, to beat the Cardinals was just extraordinary. And, and to be in the situation you're in now, I mean, you talk of the Cardinals, you go to them next, and then you've got the Chargers at home, two more tough games. And whilst you've then, the, the, the kind of Jags-Browns stuff, there's a, the, a realm of winnable games in the middle. You end the season with the Seahawks, Steelers and Bengals as three of your last four games. It's, it's a tough, tough run. Oh, yeah. uh, in- the start to our season was always going to brute five five games on the road out of the first seven. Um so if you could have got to to three and four, and even after the, after beating Pittsburgh on the road, you kind of thought if you if you beat Cleveland at home and then San Francisco, who haven't been particularly good, get back to three and three, then yeah, you're probably going to lose to to Arizona in in Arizona. But at three and four, then you're still in it. But they've just fallen apart the last couple of weeks. They made Josh McCown good. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, if you didn't hear that, that was Josh McCown. It broke up, and I think it was almost like your phone had decided that was a swear word. Uh, <laughs> um, the the, uh, the the thing I'm wanting wanting to ask though is, I look at it and I think, okay, there's maybe four or five winnable games there, but the Ravens aren't a team who should be uh, who should be going five and eleven, no. six and ten. No, they're not. Do, well, you're not one. You're not a city for regime change. But are you thinking there might be any kind of fire sell this off season? Are you thinking that there might be some changes, or are they going to try and stick with the tried and tested formula? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think. Well, it's not. It's not needs. I just don't think it's the right way to do it. I mean, Hubble's earned, Hubble and definitely Ozzy Newsom have earned the, the respect to have one bad season. Admittedly, you didn't think that they were going to have a season this bad in their locker, but they. It's just the fact that there was an Asian team going into Super Bowl Forty Seven. You saw how many pieces they lost. No, no, no. They, they, were, were, they were an American team. No, Asian, <laughs> not oh, Asian. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> lost in translation over the phone. Right, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, they were an Asian team at that point, uh, and then patched it back together, um, but lost both the receivers to the 49ers, which was just a graphic demonstration of how far backwards they've gone. 
Um, and the loss of Suggs this year has given yeah. the secondary too much without any any protection. I think it showed how valuable Suggs was to your side, the fact that not much has come from that um, part of the field as it is anyway. Yeah, well, the one thing is that, I mean, with him getting up in age, you don't know if he's ever going to come back to his best, really, do you? So, Well, it happened um, last last year. Uh, and when he yeah. came back, um, or the year before, you guys looked actually quite decent. I think it was the Super Bowl year where he beat that's it. That's the one. Did they all need. You lost they... Lewis and Suggs yeah. that year and won the yeah. Super Bowl. So you know that shows how good that team was. But they were both playing down the stretch, though. Sug- well, in the playoffs, certainly. Anyway, uh, Suggs or Steve Smith Senior or someone else is your next jersey. Oh, um, I'd certainly go for someone who's got a. A longer time with the yeah, team. Say, so someone who's going to be in the yeah. league for more than another six months. Well, I no, think. but the thing is, it would turn instantly turn into a classic. Jersey, actually, so. <laughs> Steve Smith Senior is a, a classic uh, Hall of Famer. No doubt he'll be a classic jersey to own. Uh, but but, yes, but I, I, I think leave that to the Panthers. He's always going to go into the Hall yeah. of Famers of Panthers, yeah, and that, okay. that's absolutely right. I mean, it's been a nice couple of years. Could could uh, wish he could have sent him out on a bit of a better note, but. He's he's performed well. I, I'd give maybe CJ Mosley. CJ uh, Mosley. CJ Mosley was absolutely going to be my shout. Boomtown. That's the one you should go for. <laughs> I I either go CJ Mosley or the best right guard Mosley. in the lead, Marshall Yonder. Mosley. Yeah. Have a bit of a thing getting offensive line jerseys, though. It just seems a bit of a weird choice. <laughs> a, a hipster pick. Uh, <laughs> it's been good to talk some Ravens. It's one thing that's been really good about doing this show is that we've been talking about teams that aren't necessarily coming onto people's radar a bit. So it's been good to chat a bit of Ravens. Uh, thank you so much for, for calling in. Great to catch up. And, uh, and yeah, it, enjoy the rest of the season. Hopefully it can be a bit more of a positive. Yeah, that's right. I'm actually you. looking forward to the draft for one year. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You might get first pick. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I can't see them be that bad. <laughs> They've got to play the Jaguars still, so... Oh, ouch. Uh, they're not, yeah, they're not as bad. Let's, let's be honest, guys. They're not as bad as the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll eat some crow for that. Top 10 pick, though. Brilliant. Thank you so much for calling in, power. Have a good day. That's all right. Been a pleasure. Thanks very much. Cheers, Ciao. Mate. Right, let's get on to our, our, our final call, I think this is going to be. We've got, we've got another couple lined up, but we're running a little long, and we'll do this again in a couple of weeks. So let's make this one our final call. Let's see who's next up. You know who's next up. On Call TGS. Yeah, but the listener doesn't. I'm trying to build some tension. Oh, right, right. But this is all pre-recorded, so... Shut up, Ollie. Okay. It's not going to be there now. No. Hello. Hey! <laughs> Hi, is that Tom? It is, yeah. Tom, hi, it's Will and Ollie calling from the Gridiron Show. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, not too shabby, thank you. Very well, mate. Very well indeed. Look, you are you have the pleasure of being our final caller into our first phone-in show of the year. You uh, made the cut. <laughs> tell, the, oh. t- tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you support, and how, uh, how you've seen the season so far, because I would suggest you've been one of the positive surprises of the year this year. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm a New York Jets fan. So, you know, I'm used to being a glutton for punishment. Um, <laughs> my hairline would show you that I'm a glutton for punishment. 32 with a 64-year-old hairline. Yeah, um, well, I know you're paying blood. Well, there you go. There you go, see. Um, but uh, I have been, I guess, more than pleasantly surprised with, this, with our season so far. So Did you go to the pl- game um, at Wembley a couple of weeks ago? I went to the whole weekend. And I will stand here and tell you it was the best weekend of my life. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. And in fact, it is deserving, I believe, of a London watch. Um, we, we, 
Oh, we've talked about the Jets a lot a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, we didn't last week because uh, because they were in the bye. With them being over in London, this is a team that we have talked about, but they have been a very positive surprise. And starting off with uh, with the, the defensive side of the ball, just talk to us a little bit about how you've seen how they've changed with the bringing in of the two cornerbacks, and they just look like they're taking every opportunity to take the ball off teams. Well, yeah. I mean, if you watch last year, it was clear as day last year that the biggest issue for the Jets was was in the secondary. You know, if teams could just throw on us, they could throw on us at will. Um, you know, our line was good last year. We had a strong line, always had a strong line pretty much. Um, but, you know, it means nothing if the quarterback can just throw over the top of you easily. And we've added, obviously, great depth. We've got Revis back, brilliant. We've added um, Cromartie back, great. Uh, Buster Screen, however, has probably been one of the absolute steals of the off-season. Yes, I love that shout, Tom. I I actually, when it looked like it was going to be him and Revis in the backfield, I was excited about it before they even brought Cromarty in. But the fact that they can have a guy who I really liked when he was at the Browns playing as the nickel corner is making such a big difference. He's adding, I mean, on the blitz packages and stuff, he's been ridiculous. The, the, the guy's pace off the line is unreal, but he doesn't sell it. He sort of, he, it was a great example against the Colts where Luck just didn't even see it he didn't even spot him coming and he just looked like he was going to sort of walk backwards and out of nowhere he's just gone like a like a train and you know we won that game I think mainly because of our defense and how uh, and obviously fits magic but uh you know I think screen is probably one of the finds of the year for us so far sorry you said it so i had to play it um the, oh, it's the, mandatory so on the on the offensive side of the ball uh, that's chris ivory is a guy who's frustrated in recent years always looked like he had the talent but never quite uh managed to stay fit managed to live up to it consistently he's looking great you got marshall on the outside taking the pressure off decker De- that makes decker i mean you surely can't go away from Fitzmagic back to gino now he's got to be your quarterback from this point forward uh, really how far can this team go I mean, I'd be, right now, my you know my Jets head is telling me it would be so Jets, wouldn't it? <laughs> I love the way Jets has become a like an adverb or whatever. Yeah, love yeah. that. It'd be so yeah. Jets. Yeah, it horrendously be, Jets. It would just be so Jets just to throw it all away from a great start. Um, but you look at it and you say, with all the weapons we've got, we've got Marshall, we've got Decker, we've got Ivory. And incidentally, a lot of people miss the fact that the only game we lost this year at Philly, um, we didn't have Ivory, we didn't have Decker. You know, so it, we could have theoretically been going up against the Pats this weekend 5-0 and if we'd have had those two. Oh, well, I mean, that would, that's one of the Sky games this weekend, of course. It's the, uh, it's the early kickoff. And, uh, well, not the early, the early kickoff, that one at Wembley. But um, I know that it sickens us all to watch Patriots games. But as somebody in division, I, I imagine you have been watching them this year. From what you saw, particularly, I think, against the Cowboys in that first half and maybe on the offense for, for the Colts, have you seen enough weaknesses in the Patriots team to think that you could exploit something there and maybe come out of Foxborough with a win? The Patriots are beatable. I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that any team on their day, it's that whole any given Sunday, isn't it? Any given Sunday, any team can beat any team. And the Jets have always, even the latter years of the Rex Ryan era, even last year, both times we had a field goal to win each game. All right, it was a 50-odd, 50-plus yarder, but both times we could have won the game. And that was with a fairly 
below average team. This is the we've first. Got a, we've got an above average team now. It, well, exactly. And uh, this is the first time I actually want to watch a Patriots game. Uh, unfortunately, we'll probably <laughs> miss the first half, well, the first quarter of, an, quarter of it because we'll be uh, returning from Wembley. Uh, are you off to Wembley uh, th- this uh, weekend? Yeah. I am on season to go for the, for the three games, so I'll be at Wembley and I'm planning on doing what I did last time, which is blitzing across the, the uh, Hippodrome try and catch as much of the game as I can. Well, if we're there, we're not sure where we're going to be. Uh, see if you can find us and say hello. It was rammed last Yeah, time, it was absolutely... It? It was, and it was so hot in there. It was so it was hot. Vile. We had to queue to get in as well. Yeah. So I heard that on your podcast. Yeah. Though, yeah, we queued to get in, but managed to nip in just, in just before I think even more people arrived. Now, I spoke to, uh, I spoke to him after the game uh, at Wembley. He's got more interceptions than 20 other NFL teams. Uh, that's Darrell Revis. Do you have a Darrell Revis jersey? If you don't, is that going to be your next jersey? And if it's not, who's going to be your next jersey? Um, what I a multi-layered a... question. Well, it's a great question. I'm a multi- Thank have, you very much. I don't have a Darrell Revis jersey, and I'll tell you why. I actually have... Did you burn it after six. last time? Did you have nope. one and burn it? Nope. I have six <laughs> Jets jerseys, and uh, three of them are personalised, um, because at 90 quid a pop, I couldn't really <laughs> rely on a, t- a player staying that long. Fair enough. Uh, with, our, with our previous regime, as you can imagine. Uh, however, I am now definitely going to be buying a Darrell Revis shirt, um, white or uh, white or green? I'd go white. I think I am going white. Yeah, go green. white. I'm, yeah. I've got my name in throwback. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, what's got into you today? So we've let you talk to other members of the public, and you've just become a mess. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, look, so it, it's been a pleasure chatting with you about the Jets. I, I, I'm pulling for you this weekend. I think it'd be fascinating if we could see coming out of that game. Stop hitting the mic. Sorry, yeah, I'm going to redo it. Uh, I got told off for hitting the mic the other day. I, I think it'd be absolutely fascinating to see. I wasn't. I didn't even hit it. That was the desk. You, you stop it, man. Shut up. Um, I, uh, I, I'd love to see coming out of this weekend the AFC East topped by two teams on a joint 5-1 and one record, and for one of those to be the Jets. I mean, if I was going to get a Jets jersey, I think I'd try and get a Todd Bowles jersey, even though he wouldn't normally wear one, because the man is just absolutely turning that team around. I'm really excited for you, and I hope you have a great rest of the season. Thank you very much. He's been exactly what we needed. I'd definitely exactly get a Fitzmagic jersey. <laughs> I'm not Fitz playing Magic. Fitzmagic? <laughs> Uh, look, Tom. Doctor, Tom just said it. You have to play it if Tom said it. Oh God! Say it again, Tom. It's magic. Oh, 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 it's magic. Right, Tom. Real pleasure. Thanks for calling in, sir. Cheers, guys. Thanks Cheers. So bye. Cheers. Bye. And that was called TGS. That was really good fun. He was my favourite. Uh, he was good, actually. A nice, strong one to end on. Uh, and the, oh, Right, so we talked about a lot of different things from the weekend, and we've run quite long, but just were there any other takeaways that you had from this weekend? Are there any games that we've not talked about that you quickly wanted to focus on? Is there, Were there any final thoughts that you had on a footballing front? Uh, I mean... Landry from uh, from and someone stole this from me. By the way, the guys on the uh, around the NFL. I don't think they stole it because how would they? They don't know me. But (laughs) I said when he came into you round your house that Landry from Friday Night Lights has gone in for um, (laughs) for Michael Vick. Good, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been picked up elsewhere. I think great minds um, speak alike. But uh, that I thought that uh, Cardinals. Um, Steelers game was really interesting on many, on many levels. The Cardinals can't don't seem to stutter and uh, stumble when they come up against a defense that plays above 
or plays well and the Pittsburgh Steelers defence is playing above what uh, everyone thought it would play like uh, at the beginning of the season and then Landry Jones comes in for Michael Vick who got a knee to the helmet that looked really really poor but Landry Jones looks alright looked decent yeah. and it was the return of Martavis Bryant and now they've got double a double threat we'll see far more of Bryant as they double team on Antonio Brown Bryant is going to be more open more often I think it's re- the Steelers could be actually quite interesting. Landry Jones against a very good defence in Arizona went 8 for 12, 168 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the touchdown strike to Martavis Bryant, just a quick eight-yard strike, was a great throw. He made two other particularly good throws in that second half that I thought were really impressive. And, uh, you know, Big Ben might be back this weekend. That Steelers team with Big Ben back are potentially terrifying. I, I We were ready to almost write them off when Big Ben went down because they were playing so mm. badly. But they've managed to scrape through wins. They're going to have him back. They've got Martavis Bryant back now who of course had that ridiculous 80 yard touchdown where he managed to take it past about 15 different players despite there only being 11 of them on the field and it was an insane yeah. touchdown it was a great performance against the cardinals team that we're obviously very 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 high on um I, and i'm not suggesting they're going to win the afc north but they're a wild card team they could cause some teams some real issues going into the first week of the playoffs and onwards i yeah so i this, the, that was one of the things i wanted to particularly talk about um uh, we talked about the fake punt didn't we i had that written down how do you feel list. about um cincinnati uh, still six and oh going into the bye week uh along actually it's quite it's quite strange that um Three of the four teams going into the bye week are all undefeated. I think the most disappointing thing about the Cincinnati Bengals game is they gave up 21 points to the Bills and, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and to EJ Manuel, because otherwise it was another very, very strong performance. Uh, Marvin Jones, Tyler Eifert, Gio Bernard all made big plays uh, as AJ Green was tied up by Stephen Gilmore and Ronald Darby. And, and I'm, balance is my word of the season. The Bengals have it in spades. Mm. They're a great team. I'm really, really positive on them at the moment let's have a little bit of a look forward to Thursday night football and the first thing we should say is that through six games of the season the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks have the same record they can't they there's not going to be a wild card coming out of that division is there it's Uh, the Arizona Cardinals if if it is it's the St. Louis Rams yeah and I know that's a very early stage. I'm saying the Seahawks definitely won't go to the playoffs. <laughs> they're, they're, they're now going to go 12-4, and four, of course, aren't they? Well, they had a, a very strong second half of the season last season. Look, I, I know they started off slowly last year, but this is a trend that's coming over from the tail end of last season. And I think there's some genuine issues here with the Seahawks. People want to talk about how they've run teams tight in their losses. Well, their only wins came against a Jimmy Clawson-led Bears and a very lucky win against the Lions. Theoretically, they should be 1-5. and five. We've talked about their fourth quarter issues they come back to bite them again on sunday night losing uh, after taking a, i think it was a 13 point lead they had in the fourth quarter to then lose that game against the panther side with zero receivers is ridiculous now cam newton playing such a great game had a lot to do with mm. that but i look at the final drive and, and what's surprising me for the seahawks is not only are you able to pick on uh, on carrie williams but they're going away from what they're so good at the Seahawks uh, coaching staff, the Seahawks, I, I think it might have a lot to do with uh, Chris Richard. I think he's trying to do something different. He's trying to put his own stamp on the team. But in that situation, they're going up against them. I, they, in the past, when they've had to win games in the fourth quarter, they can just go cover three, blanket your defense, and, and they just 
didn't do it and they left space i mean the first uh, play was blown coverage and from what we've heard the home crowd noise actually caused them issues because not all the defensive players heard the play call and that's why they had the blown coverage on the big pass to greg olsen <laughs> but you know what if you just line up in that defense that you were so good at last year it, when you needed to just restrict teams go cover three blanket there rubbish receivers make sure you've got somebody decent on greg olsen and you've got two the best safety pairing in the league there's no there's not in any way a shock to say that and you win it that game mm. they didn't do it and they've kept not doing it and at this point they've conceded 27 points in four games this season something they only did three times in two years they've only lost their third home game since something since basically the russell wilson era started i think it's since late 2012 I, i'm really genuinely concerned for the seahawks i still expect them to why come are you smiling sorry <laughs> <laughs> i still expect them to win on thursday night and i know it's a road game and i know it's a, a, a short week and everything else but are you saying this because you're a pessimistic San Francisco 49ers fan. No, and and what do you, no, what's good about the 49ers? Actually, I, well, the first, first thing, let's, let's talk about what's negative about them. The secondary still didn't play well against, uh, against the Ravens and there's still real issues in that area. But the front seven, they're much better at home than they are anywhere else and they do stop the run and Lynch, like it or lump it, he, he had a better game on Sunday, but he still only went for 50 odd yards. He still only went for three yards per carry. Uh, he fought a lot harder. Mm. But he still didn't look up to the quality we've seen. He doesn't break off those big plays we've seen him do before. Should they bring back Thomas Rawls? No, no, no. It's, it's Marshall Lynch is too good to, to be dropping him. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, a lot of people, the, 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 the way people talked about the 49ers early in the year is they wanted to slate them for being too simple on, on offense. And they lost games where they did play too simple on offense. And that's what people came out and said about them, particularly the Packers. But actually, what they did on Sunday night, they played uh, all almost all base defense. I think other than nine snaps, they played in a base defense, which means two running backs and a tight end, two tight ends and a running back, playing with three in the backfield, playing with plenty of protection for Kaepernick, giving him lots of time. A lot of single read plays as well, which sometimes he gets slagged off for. I think when he had to progress through his reads on Sunday, he did. But you know what? Bootleg passes, rolling him out. So he's, so he only is covering half the field, taking mm. away half of the defense potentially. It's what got the big Tory Smith touchdown. It's what got the big completion to Anquan Bolden in the third quarter. So keeping things simple sometimes is really positive. Colin Kaepernick in four out of six games this year has looked like a startable NFL quarterback. And in two out of six games has looked like a top 12, top 10 quarterback even, including Sunday. People, it's not fashionable to say Where's that. Where's the hysterical And music? I don't like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, you know, and, and Have he, a word with yourself. And, he, and he's bound to regress over. <laughs> Overall. He is bound to regress overall. He's probably going to have a terrible game against the Seahawks, but when he has confidence and when you allow him to be confident, he then makes great throws later in the game. It's when he gets knocked early, throws early interceptions, like in the game where he threw two interceptions to start the game, was that against the Cardinals? You know, when he makes those sorts of mistakes, uh, he is going to be bad. If you get him playing well through the first quarter, quarter and a half, he gives you a chance. I still don't think he's got everything to be a great franchise quarterback mm. but i have been more impressed with him than people want to give him credit for this year and i know it sounds homer but please go back and listen to the five weeks when i've done nothing but slag the 49ers off and understand that this is just a tiny bit of positivity three rushing attempts from kaepernick and i, I didn't see the game so i presume those were probably 
uh, situational and not designed. Yeah. Do you think this is that's they're they're now saying right, Cap, uh, Colin, we want you to be uh, that pocket quarterback. Get that bit right but of your I, game, I and was, then we I, can I think get that you doing. Was an doing. issue last year, though. I think trying to force him to be a pocket quarterback was the problem. And actually, the Quinton Patton touchdown was. This is where Colin Kaepernick is both brilliant and terrible. So go back and watch that play. Anquan Bolden breaks out on a quick slant and is wide open. And if you see him on that first read and you throw it to him, he scores a touchdown. The play, play breaks down. He does well on his legs. He evades the defense, then finds Quinton Patton open, and it ends up looking like he's made a brilliant play. He's made both a terrible play and a brilliant play in the same play there. Russell Wilson-esque. And this is, my, this is what we were saying about Russell Wilson and, and what he's had to suffer with the O-line this year. He's done that so brilliantly over the last few years. And Jimmy Graham came back into the game this year and he's probably again going to talk to the 49ers and have a great game. But Russell Wilson's scrambling is starting to be an issue at times. And whereas before it was always a strength, there have been some bad mistakes, there have been some bad fumbles lost, and there have been some big hits on him this year. I love Russell Wilson. But we did call it last week. You know, if you offered me uh, Russell Wilson for Colin Kaepernick and ask me how much else I'd have to give up I think it'd be like four first round picks I love Russell Wilson but I just think that if you can get to him as a defence and, and the other problem with the 49ers is there wasn't enough pass rush on Joe Flacco if you can get to him you can cause them issues this is a winnable game for San Francisco which I wouldn't have said three or four weeks ago mm. Russell Wilson or Ben Roethlisberger who would you take right now? This season or going forward? Let's say all of these are going to be for the rest of the year. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Russell Wilson or Joe Flacco? <laughs> Russell Wilson. Don't okay. No, no, I'm just, I'm just going, you know, <laughs> finding, where, finding where it is. Okay. Russell Wilson or Blake Bortles? Uh, it's, you love Blake no, Bortles. It's, gonna, it's, it's Russell Wilson, but you know what? Blake Bortles is playing at the level this season. <laughs> that is a questionable decision. You love Blakey boy. Blake Bortles has been the better of those two quarterbacks through six games <gasps> this year. But Russell Wilson going forwards because he's done it. He's gone to two Super Bowls. He's got a ring. He's a winner. Everything about him's great. But so far this year, the more impressive of those two quarterbacks is Blake Bortles. Russell Wilson. Or ty- a fit Tyrod Taylor. It's still going to be Russell Wilson because he's proven it before. Am I saying Tyrod Taylor? I think Tyrod Taylor's been better than Russell Wilson <laughs> yeah. this year. Okay, Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? Uh, Russell Wilson. Okay, okay. So we... Okay, no. And I like Derek Carr, but Russell Wilson. Okay. I, I think the point is, when you, if you pick a rookie, I'm going to take Russell Wilson every time. If you're putting him up against veteran guys, there are some guys that are in that cusp, in that area that I think... Russell Wilson or Jay Cutler? <laughs> Good hey, one, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, keep it. Don't forget, I don't know why I went all West Country then. No, because uh, Tom is West Country. Uh, there we go. So keep checking us out on Twitter at Gridiron. Uh, keep checking us out gridiron-magazine.com. Make sure you go and make your picks on the Predictor game. Abo will win a prize this week, but there is going to be a season-long prize. And go on Sports Travel Tours, sportstraveltours.com. Uh, they're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be revealing more about it on Thursday, Friday. But they have got a big tailgate party go on in Wembley Arena this weekend. It's well worth checking out. So go and have a look on their website and we'll talk about that a bit more later in the week. Otherwise, Ollie, anything else you want to say? Yeah. Um, I've found... Uh, I haven't found. A friend of mine was seeing a girl uh, off of Tinder. A friend? No, no, no. No, no it's Toby Gillies. And <laughs> <laughs> he ended up not liking her as much as she... Th- 
thought he did. Uh, anyway, but he he she gave him a musical um, a musical reference, a musical tip, uh, and I, I think you would like it if you haven't heard it already. Go on, Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Sweats. All right, let's finish off the show with some Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats. That's the one. And just to say, we will do this again later in the season. We were a little bit disappointed we didn't get any ladies on because we know there are some mm. great NFL-supporting females out there. And also, you know, if you just didn't see the Twitter timeline at Gridiron, um, we are on Facebook as well. Or you can email the show, gridironpod at gmail.com. Quite like to introduce the, G- the email uh, element in anyway. Oh, so, I quite like that. Let's get some emails. So gridironpod at gmail.com if you've got some more long thoughts or if you want to be involved in the next time we do call tgs let us know now we'll get a list together and then we'll know who to get in touch with next time we decide to do this otherwise thank you very much for listening this has been the gridiron show call the gridiron show have a lovely week we'll be back with a wembley preview in a week seven preview in a few days time ciao my hands are shaking mugs are crawling all over me son of a bitch Give me a drink One more night Stand